First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. You are listening to Yas Queen, and I'm the host, Timberlina. In this podcast, we talk about everything without knowing anything about everything. We have the first Q&A episode for Season 2, and I have a big lineup of performers joining me today, a Bork, Angel Cupcakes, and Orlando Gloom. In this episode, we discuss the topics of hair and makeup, drag life, and the ins and outs. We even have some bathroom chat, along with everything in between. So, let's get straight into this episode. Welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. This episode, we are doing a Q&A. I'm so excited to be joined by the Angel Cupcakes, a Bork, and Timberlina's Drag Off winner 2020, Orlando Gloom. Welcome, everyone. Hey. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> um, let's get straight into this episode. Orlando, straight over to you. Hi. How does it feel to be the winner? Uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. Um I'm no longer in shock, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it feels really amazing to have, to have won this year um, after only doing drag for a, a bit over a year now. So yeah, feels great. Amazing. <laughs> um, if anyone hasn't seen Orlando's, I'm going to say winning performance, oh. um, <laughs> that <laughs> they revealed a hat <laughs> which was under a hat. Um, <laughs> you need to see it. It is still on the Facebook page. Just scrolled like to their performance, but holy hell, I was like, "What?" And I still yeah. get shocked um, over that performance. So, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I know the um, when the audience like when I did that, and then the audience just went nuts. I was just like, "Yes." Now, Dark Jones, I must fell off her chair. Yeah, I was sitting next to her at the judges' table. Oh my god, she almost fell backwards. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, and we also have a Bork who competed in uh, this year's 2020. Didn't make it to the grand final this year. No, but very well deserved from Orlando winning this year. Thank you. It was amazing. <laughs> Fabulous. Show-stopping. Stop Never seen it. before. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, and then we have Angel, who was one of the judges. Yeah. You guys made it very difficult this year. Everyone stepped up their game because mm. I done, I judged both shows. Mm. Oh, sorry, both competitions. Everyone stepped up their game this year, so it mm. became very hard. Like average points were very close. This yeah. Year. No, I agree. Like just looking at everybody in all of the heats mm. and everything compared to last year. Um, yeah, everyone worked really hard and really wanted it and and it showed on stage as well yeah but yeah we definitely saw the thrive and the passion mm. that you all had during the competition and it was great because there's nothing more annoying than seeing someone get up on stage especially for a competition and they don't put 100% into the competition and then you see someone else do it and then you're like oh mm. they done really shit mm. <laughs> like we yeah. want more. We want you to fight for the title. Yeah. It's drag. Exactly. It's over the top. Exactly. That's you right. need to make sure you stand out against the others or otherwise you're not rememberable. Yeah. And you don't want that for a drag group. You don't mm. want to be unrememberable. Yeah. You want to be Beyonce, not <laughs> Michelle. At least a Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be Latavia. That's um. Who that? Before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
I'm not going to lie. I just tuned out then. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to do this a lot. Like I am running on very lim- limited energy. I'm heading away this weekend, so I'm very excited to have a break. But before we get into our next little thing, um, do you have any other comments on Drag Off 2020? Well, I think if you are thinking about doing drag for a career or for a very long time and want to pursue drag or what it means to be a drag performer, then just apply, just go for it because what's stopping you? Yeah. And also if you feel like you're stuck in a rut with your drag and you want to pursue more into the drag and you want the feedback from professionals, like there was a couple of other drag queens who were judging this year, including myself, um, it's it's just really great to get that feedback to move forward and try to elevate your drag even more just to become better. Because you get tips and tricks mm. backstage yeah. from other queens that are in the same competition as you and it's not going to be cutthroat. No. We're all there to help each other and yeah. grow as artists. Plus, the judges are always watching. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I, I totally agree, Angel. It's like it going into a competition like that, it does challenge you and push you to try and do the best that you can and to really um, perhaps try things that you haven't tried before or things like that. And, yeah, like what you were saying about if you're stuck in a rut, if you feel creatively that you're a bit stagnant or whatever – competition like that is fantastic because um, because of the whole COVID lockdown situation I certainly felt a bit like that for a bit I was like oh I'm not quite sure you know what I want my next little project to be etc and then you know drag off was going ahead I'm like okay I'm super busy right now with uni and work and all these things but you know what I'm going to do this anyway because this is what I love to do exactly and yeah I pushed myself and it paid off yeah and if you are planning on getting into a competition, especially drag, plan out plan like ma- months and months beforehand. Don't do it last yeah. minute because it will show up as last mm-hmm. minute. A lot of my stuff that I brought to the competition this time, um, like the performance for my heat that I did, the the Rammstein song, I had had that idea in my head for a long time um, and had been gradually piecing things together for it and. Yeah, um, and then other costumes and things and too. And you had that German lip sync down. Yes. Like you had every damn syllable. Mm-hmm. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rammstein. Uh, and I, I learnt German uh, in high school. So I was wondering yeah. if you had a background in that language. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that helped. <laughs> I must say from me running and producing Drag Off, um, Foxy Foe, who won 2019, and then Orlando Gloom, that one in 2020, you can tell that they've been planning their looks and their performances for, like, at least five months. I know Foxy was planning hers from the day that I mentioned that I was thinking about doing a competition. Um, So, like what Angel just said, plan, 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 because we can tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you may not think that we can't tell, but we can tell. Um, yeah. And learn your bloody lines. <laughs> Are you just having a dig at me? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mummy. <laughs> I mean, this weekend just gone, I did not know any of my lyrics, so yay. I mean, neither did I. But, <laughs> but we looked cute. <laughs> exactly. Everyone loved our looks. Oh, thank God for those looks. <laughs> So I think the next thing that we're going to talk about is a little bit of hair and makeup. Um, So let's just get straight into that with Angel. How did you get into this field? Because obviously you're a professional makeup artist and you have a styling, hairstyling company. So how did you get into this field and any tips for any beginners? Uh, Well, it's very cliche, very cliche how I got into the business, but it's actually RuPaul's Drag Race season one. Chanel. Yeah, right? It's so cliche. (laughs) It is so cliche. But yeah, I saw drag, wanted to do it instantly. I think I was 12. 
when it came out. It was on Foxtel, really late night. Something that I shouldn't be watching. Um, but yeah, mum, uh, sorry, I was watching it, not mum, God. Um, I was watching it, saw Chanel and saw a stunning creature. Like season one, Chanel. She's exquisite. Oh, her makeup has gone a little bit more drag, but she was a woman mm. back in season one. Um, and then I just went on YouTube and like I'm self-taught as a makeup artist. Um, so I just went on YouTube and just did research, typed in makeup, drag makeup, learnt everything that I could about makeup and just brought cheap stuff from Kmart, the $2 bins from the pharmacy. Um, I have two older sisters. I was going through their makeup without knowing and stealing everything. <laughs> I had very sticky fingers back then. Well, now uh, they know. <laughs> no, they actually don't listen to this, so I'm very, very <laughs> fine. Um, but actually, no. I take that back. They steal my makeup now. <laughs> so full circle. Um, but yeah, I just went on YouTube and wanted to learn as much as I could about the makeup industry. And I'm still doing that. So definitely do not stop once you get into it. Always try to do new things and all of that. And with hair, it was just convenient for me to just style my own wigs and then... Once I started styling my own wigs, Timbalima started asking me to style her wigs. And then after that, everyone wanted me to style their wigs. So I kind of just fell into hairstyling and wigs. Um, so just if you want to get into something, just go into it. Don't try and be a professional straight off. Just learn as much as you can and learn from your mistakes. That's very cliche as well, but... It's true. Learn from your mistakes and try it out before you f think you failed at it. Yeah. Three tips. Three tips. Um, uh, learn to cover your damn brows properly. It is a... <laughs> 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 it is a process. Don't mm. rush it. There are things that you can rush and... Orlando and Aborg has both seen me paint in person. I am very, very slow at covering my brows and my base, but I get everything else done within like 20 minutes, including bra um, my eyes, lashes, liner, everything I get done in 20 minutes. But I take about 40 minutes for my base mm -hmm. and they always are like, what the hell is going on? What happened? <laughs> we blinked and everything's done. Um... Learn to walk in heels. They are also very difficult. They are painful as all hell if you're going to be in there, um, in them for hours. So learn how to posture yourself. Make sure you're getting good heels. Go to highheels.com or showgirls. Get good um, pole dancing shoes because they are the best. Mm -hmm. I um, have calluses on my feet from heels. <laughs> well, if you do it long enough, you're going to get used to it and you are going to get the calluses from it. Um, but, yeah, you've got to get used to it. And then um, just build up a repertoire of songs that you can just pull out last minute as that well. That is such a good yeah. tip. Very good tip. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you listen to songs all the time, and if you listen to them on Spotify, put them in a playlist and then I do that when I'm driving down to, down to Erina when I'm working, up here when I'm working, I'm always playing it in the car. So I'm constantly listening to my repertoire of music that I can pull out during drag. Yeah, I do that so too. Yeah. yeah. it's And you learn your lyrics, you learn the timing of everything, you get ideas of what you're going to do with your routine for it. So definitely build up a repertoire for your music that you can just pull out. They're good. I like those. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was expecting all like makeup ones, but like that was even better. Um, makeup you can learn, but those other things you kind of need to learn first to kind of get yourself going. I mean, it's taken me three years to look half decent in makeup, so. It took me <laughs> ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, practice, 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 practice. Mm. Put it Absolutely. on, take it off, put it on, take it off. Yeah, um, it's makeup. It does come off. It's not permanent. It's not a tattoo. It comes off. I wish that my makeup was a tattoo sometimes. <laughs> 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 so 
especially when I'm hungover. Um, <laughs> Orlando, what is your makeup inspiration? Mm. Um, I guess a lot of different things. Um, I, I'm a massive geek so you know I'm very into anime and manga but lots of different art styles it's like if if something's aesthetically pleasing to me and I see it you know and I think oh would that work can I incorporate that somehow into whether it's an outfit wig style the makeup itself I'll I'll try it out like I, I want that's what I want to continue doing um and trying out different things but yeah like I definitely you know, as as my drag name suggests, Orlando Gloom, I'm a gothic little bastard. Um, <laughs> I and like. Don't we love it? Yeah. So there, there's always sort of a, a gothic element to things that I do, um, and that's not necessarily me wearing all black all the time. It's sort of that there's certain sort of you know appreciating sort of slightly creepy or kooky things um, in that way, and my music tastes as well. Like I'm I'm very much a goth. Um, although I, I love so many types of music, um, I'm I'm a huge fan of you know classics like David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, Annie Lennox. Like, yeah, I, I have eclectic tastes, and yeah, I just I just want to do it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I think <laughs> one of the um, things that I think we've had a discussion about this quite a bit of late. For a king slash thing, do you wear wigs? And if so, where do you get high-quality ones from? Mm. Yes, I do wear wigs um, pretty much all the time um, when I'm performing. Uh, There is my go-to one that I wear quite a lot, um, which is sort of a Joan Jett style. It's sort of a bit shaggy. You can spike it up um, and, you know, it's got the fringe and everything. It's just – it's very easy to put on in style. Um, and it looks good on me, so I tend to favour that if I'm in a rush. Um, but, yeah, a lot of my wigs I get from Arda Wigs, which they're based over in the United States. They do a lot of cosplay sort of wigs, but they have they have both hard fronts and lace fronts. They, they've got a really amazing range. Um, so I've bought a lot from them. Um, and I've bought a couple in the past from Wigs and Grace, um, which are a little pricier. Um and very good quality. Um, my red one that I had from last year, like for Halloween and everything, that's a Wigs and Grace one. Um, but, yeah, I don't have any wigs by Vanity One yet. <laughs> don't know whether they cater, cater to kings just yet, but who knows. I mean, you can get a Cartier, but they don't uh, make them anymore. Yeah. Um, what was the rest of the question? Sorry. Did I, did I miss part of that? <laughs> no, you got it all. Oh, I did? Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Look at me go. <laughs> um, a book. Of course, we won't let you go without getting a question. I'm still here. <laughs> How do you describe your makeup to somebody? Well, I think that every time I'm in drag, I like to just completely change myself. So, I would say eclectic and a bit of a chameleon. So, for example, if I'm doing like a, a gothic look, I would go very like... Dragula, like vibe, or if I'm doing like something sparkly and glitter and glam, I would do like a showgirls look, but it would never be the same with me. I always want to have people saying, "Oh, a Borg's performing tonight. Let's see what he's gonna do." Sorry, she. My pronouns are she. Um, but yeah, just want to change it up every time. I don't like a set look for myself. Mm. Mm. I love that. Um, and one for all of you. How does this question make you feel? Do you do your own makeup? (laughs) (laughs) Me? No. (laughs) Because this is why I'm asking this question tonight. Um, Because for the last couple of weeks, I've been getting that question a lot. It's like, oh, are you doing your own makeup? I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not. Um, but yes, I do my own makeup. It's only on the rare occasions. Like if I've got a photo shoot, um, I'll get somebody else to help me with it or if it's a special occasion. Um, but mostly I do it myself because makeup artists are expensive. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, I definitely do my own makeup. I've never had someone do my own drag makeup. 
except once, and that was JoJo's a hoe. We painted each other for Tucked and Loaded. But every other time, it's my face, and everyone always asks me that. And I'm like, I am a professional makeup artist during the day. I'm very OCD when it comes to my own makeup. So, yeah, I do my own makeup, everyone. <laughs> I Yeah, it may be a rough shock, but yeah. There yeah. was only one time when someone else painted me, which was you, um, Angel. I've painted most people in Newcastle. Yeah. Mm. You, you <laughs> haven't painted me yet. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fine if someone comes up to me and says, oh, did you do your own makeup? Because you can obviously tell they are very new to the drag scene yeah. and they don't know what like goes into being a drag queen so it's totally fine you can come up to me and we can have a kiki have a drink and just talk about all things drag because drag is just not placed into a box it's massive you've got like ab fab queens you got kings you got like, like everyone so it's so cool asking like did you do your own makeup and i can be like yeah took me three hours but I'm here. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. late. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the only time that someone else painted my face was fairly recently m my drag mum did it and that was just for like for fun and we had like a little photo shoot thing yeah. for that. But other than that... Oh, the blue look? Yeah, the blue that look. That was amazing. Yeah. If you do see that, you should go to Orlando's Instagram and have a look at Fatima Bush. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing yeah, yeah. Her, her makeup skills are incredible but yeah other than that one time um i yeah i she's do, also I do my own makeup she's also painted my face oh has she yeah <laughs> when she was drunk one day here oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was great yeah um amazing well does anyone have any other things they wanted to add into the hair and makeup part of this I guess just reiterating what angel was saying before of yeah don't be afraid to just experiment, have a go with stuff and see what happens. Like, I think that, and, and this is coming from me, I'm a perfectionist. I'm such a pedant with things. I, I often get fixated on details and it's something that I've had to have to continuously sort of challenge myself and try to unlearn that pattern of sort of saying, no, if you get stuck on this thing, you're never going to finish it stop stressing over all these tiny little things that people aren't going to pick up on most likely just have a go go out there have fun and you know just learn from whatever mistakes you make it's and just continuing on with that idea yeah. drag makeup is for the stage yeah. no one's going to be a foot away from your face <laughs> if they are we're going to hit them yeah. away from our I, faces. If you're that close to us, you are too close. Move back, please. COVID. Personal space. <laughs> COVID. You're supposed to be a metre away anyway. That's where we look at least decent. Yes. A metre away. Mm. Oh, I would also say uh, invest in like some good setting spray, especially if you're a sweaty person like me. Like setting spray, whatever, just to try and hold it in place a bit longer. And powder. Yeah. Get really good powder. Their spine is really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, Timberlina. I love that they were just like powder and setting spray. I'm just like, I've never used setting spray and I am so sweaty. Um, I use obviously powder all the time. But I also use hairspray. Hairspray works too. <laughs> it, it's yeah. an old drag trick. Don't try it at home. I need to say that because I'm the professional makeup artist. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our hair and makeup segment. Okay, so next up, obviously Q&A is just about answering random questions that people sent in. We got one sent in, or oh. two. <laughs> wow. um, and wow. one of them was the, about the hair and makeup, which we thought would do, which is really fun. Yeah. And then the next is just like random questions. So I just Googled a whole bunch of fun um, questions that you shouldn't ask drag queens. <laughs> 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 drag queens and drag artists, because we do have a drag artist here. Yes. Um, some of the questions are going to be for all of us to answer, but most of us can answer some of them. Um, actually, I think we can all answer these. 
to be honest. Yes. Yes. I probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get straight into it. Um, what's something you don't see slash see much of in the drag community wish you did? People being nice. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, people are so horrible in the drag industry. <laughs> yeah, like I've like I've been in both the old scene and the new scene here in Newcastle. The new scene is much better mm-hmm. than the old scene. The old scene was very catty, and I see that a lot in other drag communities, especially in bigger cities. Yeah. It's very catty, it's very two faced, and I'm very sad because we're all quite close up here as a family in Newcastle only because one person has brought us together and we all feel like a family and like if one of us is attacked, we all jump on that person and say, how dare you don't Mm. attack one of us because we'll all come for you. Mm. I mean, that's a big thing, right? You don't see much of that. Like you see a lot of just hating on each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately – you know, things like drag race and everything, like while they're wonderful in some ways of discovering new artists and and celebrating It's only drag, one type of drag. It's only one type of drag, but also it really encourages that sort of bitchiness yeah. um, because, you know, it's sort of... A it's commercialised. It's commercialised. It's a reality show and reality in big quotation marks because it's not reality at all. It's yeah, very it's heavily produced. produced. Yeah. And so they want there to be as much drama as possible so that more people watch. And so I think that, you know, that filters into the drag communities in the real world where then, especially like the younger performers, the people wanting to get into it, they perhaps, that's all that they've watched until they get into their local scene. And then they think, oh, that's how I have to behave. That's how you have to be to be a, a drag performer. It's like you don't have to be that way at all. And you can wear a plastic bag over your head and still call it drag. Yeah. Please don't do that. You and might stop breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't asphyxiate. That's, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's um, – I, I absolutely am 100% on board with what, what you said, Angel, about please just be nice to each other. Like, it's, it's actually not hard to just be kind. Because you can also get tips and tricks from people that are in the community that you don't even know, like – like just being nice and just being there and offering a hand to them, they will do the exact same thing back to you yeah. as well. So, Do you know what I want to see more of? Kings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. More diversity. More diversity, community. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Like show different types. Yeah. Like it's an art form. Yes. There's all types of art. There's all types of art movements. Like at this table that we are at at the moment, there's four different types of drag. Yeah people here Mm. i'm more of that old school lay girls new girl kind of person we have an alternative queen who's always showing different looks and different styles of drag then we have a drag king and then we have a regular performing drag queen who knows how to hustle herself Mm -hmm. she's a business and can dance the house down (laughs) oh yeah i'm a milkshake (laughs) (laughs) not not today not today if you ever go to a timber lena's bingo or trivia Get her to do milkshake. <laughs> Sorry, darling. <laughs> or Proud Mary. <laughs> I haven't done Proud Mary in a while, actually. Mm. Um, bringing, extending from that diversity question, and I think we've already answered it, but I would like to go deeper into it. Are there diversity issues within the drag community? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yes, especially in the mainstream cities. Um, there's quite a lot of underground scenes that no one knows about. Um, et cetera, et cetera, who you had on the podcast not that long ago. Mm. Um, she has brought up issues saying, like, she has to literally push for these nights for people to come. And, like, at the moment, uh, people are only seeing these high glamorous real women-looking drag queens where really there's a deeper level of drag that no one – Especially during, uh, especially with social media and um, the television shows that we have available at the moment, aren't showing those deeper levels, like drag kings, abfab queens, non-binary queens. Like, I think the only one that I've seen that was non-binary was 
uh, Alana, uh, drag, um, oh, she's going to kill me. Um, Canadian drag, she was Alona. The, that Alona. Oh, Alona. Alona Verley. Yeah, yeah, she was a um, two-spirited non-binary person. Yeah. And that was the only time that, like, within the show and the whole thing of Drag Race, mm. that's the first time that we get got to see that. And, like, yeah. that's one of the deeper levels of drag. Yes. And we need to see more of those deeper levels and make – sure people see those because they might not relate to the mainstream drag yeah. like it's very myself. cookie cutter it's yeah. very like you have to be fish you have to like wear heels dance do the splits do a cartwheel and you don't have to do that you can no. literally go out and I say feel like everyone's attacking me here tonight. <laughs> 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 Alanda, you're next for attacking me <laughs> I would never attack you. <laughs> um, but I, I must say I totally agree with everything. And I must say for me being a producer that I produce shows, um, one of my biggest things when I used to do blush um, was about letting anybody and everybody onto the stage, no matter who you are or what you are or anything like that. It was more about showing people that there's more than just a drag queen um, mm. in our community. Like, it's about expressing yourself. Um, it's an art form. It's just like how different artists paint different things. It's exactly the same as that. Yeah. Um, like, if I went to the same, like, show, artist show, and they're all doing the same art, I'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we need to realise is that there's more. And I think um, just from drag off, the how people have taken on and realise that there's just more than a queen mm. in drag. There's a drag everything, really. Um, and for me, having a bio queen or a hyper queen, as we like to call Foxy, um, mm. and then we have a drag king. And yeah. finally. We've never, <laughs> we're in, with drag off's history, we've never had, as we call, and RuPaul would call, a drag queen win, mm. um, which I think is fucking amazing. Yeah, but... um. No, I definitely think that um, AFAB performers, so for those at home who don't know what that means, that's assigned female at birth. Um, so AFAB performers like Foxy and myself, um, you know, and we've got quite a few in, in our local community here, um, you know, often get a bit more, you know, flack from close-minded people who don't believe that AFAB people's drag is valid, particularly if they do queen-style drag. Like that, um, some people have a big issue with that. And, yeah, it's it's not okay. Like, go out and educate yourselves. Um, oh, we could help you yeah. be educated by just coming up and talking to us and asking us about mm. different styles of drag. Y you can. I mean, also, I, I want to say don't... Don't put all of the pressure on drag performers to educate you, though, as well, because it, it's much, it's akin to the whole thing of people coming up to trans people and then asking them a million questions about trans-related issues. It's like, it's great that you want to find out more about whatever topic, but please remember that putting the onus all onto one person as sort of your token person that you know, it's really exhausting. And if that person says, hey, look, I don't have the energy right now to go into all of the details, but please go online and, and look for that stuff. Don't get offended if they say that to you um, because they're just setting up some healthy boundaries for themselves. So, yeah, we do want to help and educate, but we have limits. <laughs> There's also YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> you, you have the internet at your disposal. Use it. Exactly. Agreed. Um, speaking of, what do you wish more people knew about drag? <laughs> a lot of work. That it's not <laughs> just queens, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. I had somebody uh, come up to me. It happens all the time. Someone come up to me at the last Sunday service show um, and saying how much they enjoyed everything and and then, you know, I was explaining that, you know, I wasn't a drag queen, I'm a drag king, and that they were like, oh, I didn't even realise that was a thing. And I was just like, yep, 
I also had that conversation yeah, with some. It happens all something. the time. Yeah. And like we've got to be patient and we explain do. those types of things. But then there's also a limit on we can only explain it so much and so yeah. simple for mm. someone to get it that we tend to start getting passive aggressive about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you don't understand and you still don't understand after we explain it, just accept it or at least tolerate it and don't bring it up again because, like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's something that shouldn't affect you because it's, yeah. <laughs> it's mm. really hard, that one. Yeah, I think also I wish people knew that how long it takes us to get into oh. our <laughs> characters. Roughly how long does it take everyone to get into full drag from start to finish? Oh, a couple of hours at least, depending on the makeup and everything. The makeup is the thing. That like a standard drag face, like your default face. Yeah, like between two and three hours maybe. It depends. If I'm – I can potentially do it quicker than that, but then – You don't want to. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> don't want to see me like that. <laughs> it takes me two hours. Uh, it usually takes me about, for a standard face – Three hours from gluing my brows down to walking out the door. But with my YouTube series, I can get that done in like 45 minutes and film. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I used to take three hours minimum with my makeup from gluing my brows down and all of that. But Timberlina, you'll be proud of me. It takes me two hours now. Wow. Two hours to do everything. Now. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. That is so That's good. impressive. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, it, it usually, d- it does take me a little while. It, it used to take me way longer as well, just when I was yeah. first getting into it all. Because uh, I'm a glasses wearer, and so doing, like, my <laughs> eye makeup. Um, it, it's you need a, everything magnified. Yeah. I have my main mirror. And then another little mirror set up on the side. And then I've got my magnifier that I'm holding in my hands to look while I'm doing, like, my eyes. I have to because otherwise I can't <laughs> see all the, the details. It's, it's yeah. Uh, I need to either get la- save up for laser <laughs> or get contacts or something because, yeah. Just get contacts as you're saving up for laser. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, probably the other thing for me... Um, I feel like I've answered this question a lot. Um, but it's expensive doing drag. It um, does. Yeah, people, it the one question I get a lot or the statement I get a lot is, oh, my God, you make so much money. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no we, don't. we make that money and put it straight back into drag. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It took me – well, everyone in this room knows how much I hustle. <laughs> oh, um, yes. yes so do. I hustle quite a bit for, for making me do this full time um, and to try and help – drag community that is was dying and we're trying to bring it back to Did life a die. little bit um <laughs> and so for me like money is like everything that i get goes into drag it goes into my business it pays my bills i live week to week um so yeah if you think we get paid a lot probably don't so pay us more um we do shows on the bare minimum where we don't even break even um, but we do this because we love doing it. Um, I'm speaking as a collective here because I know yeah. that we all feel the same. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's probably what like the big things that I think about. Mm. Yeah. But and if you're st- oh, sorry, no, you go. I've been talking this entire time. Um, <laughs> well, if you're starting out with drag, you don't need to buy the most expensive wig. Like when you're just starting, same with makeup, same mm-hmm. with outfits. You can just go to like the thrift shop or mm-hmm. go to Patty's markets and mm-hmm. get like a cheap wig and style it. Yeah. And build up your repertoire and wardrobe, and then you can afford that vanity yeah. wig that you wanted. Yeah. Yep. And continuing on with that, like I started out buying the cheaper stuff. Mm. Like you got to learn what you were doing before you go and get the expensive stuff. Yeah. Because going back to the makeup subject for a moment there. People have this misconception if they buy the most expensive tools, if they buy the most expensive makeup, they're going to magically (laughs) be the most amazing thing to walk out and perform on stage. It's not like that. Mm -mm. You've got to put the time and effort to learn about your own face and makeup skills 
to develop more. Mm-hmm. Once you are confident in things like your face, your eyes, your lips, what have you, yeah. then you can start um, putting more money into an investment into your makeup or your drag closet. Yeah. I mean, it's an investment. Yeah, it is. It is, it is a massive investment. It's a huge investment and, yeah, like like Timberlina was saying just before, you know, we're doing this because we love this art form first and foremost, certainly for myself. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, making a little money is, is nice, like getting paid for your art, fantastic. But at the end of the day, even if I wasn't getting paid for anything, I would still be doing it because I love this art form and mm. it's my it's my creative outlet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, wow, you're really like good at doing these transitions for me. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so you. much. Oh my god! <laughs> because because <laughs> going into the next question, you've literally like perfectly set me up for my transitions. I'm so glad that I mentioned what we're talking <laughs> about today. <laughs> um, what does drag mean to you, and how do you feel when dressed in drag? Well, I feel like it's like a shield of armor. It's not who I am, like twenty four seven. When I'm in drag, I'm very, like, loud and, like, loving. But when I'm – oh, I am loving as a boy too. <laughs> Hello, if anyone's out there, I'm single. Um, but Dal, this is not a dating podcast. <laughs> I thought it was bloody grinder or something. Um, but when I'm as, like, a boy, I'm very, like, uh, introverted, very shy. It's very hard for me to talk to people. But it's the complete opposite when I'm in my full jizz. Yeah, no, um, definitely uh, when I'm not in drag, I'm a lot more introverted. Um, but I would say that my drag persona, it's it's like an elevated version of myself or it's ele- those elements that mm. I don't normally get to show people. I get to put that into that performative um, character in a way. Like it's a character, but it's also not a character, uh, if that makes sense. But um, yeah. Um, it definitely doing drag really helped to affirm my gender identity. Um, you know, I, I had started my transition prior to actually getting up and performing in drag. Um, so, so I had kind of figured that out, um, a bit before and was sort of coming out to more people, um, because yeah, for those who aren't aware, my chosen name is Orlando as well. And then I, yeah, chose my drag name after that um yeah but um yeah getting into drag and just getting into the makeup all of that that transformative aspect of drag and then getting up onto a stage yeah just such an incredible feeling and then having such you know positive responses from people when they enjoy your performance and your look and whatever it is it's that's you can't put a price on that um, yeah, I'm kind of the s- similar way with you, Orlando. Um, it's definitely a more hyper feminization of myself. Mm. Um, I'm basically the same in and out of drag, but it's just I'm more feminine when I am in drag. Mm. Um, and I'm more confident. I've always been more confident in heels, wigs, and makeup um, because I was a performer before I was doing drag performing, but I was always nervous. I was a wreck before I was um, doing everything. Um, So when I started drag, and it's literally a performance mask when, Mm. like, putting – putting the paint on, the war paint, yeah. um, and then p- going up on stage. That is a performance mask for me. It's basically my Sasha Fierce mm. moment. Um, and I believe that I can do anything because I am not Jamie. I am Angel Cupcakes mm. from that point on. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's a massive confidence boost, isn't it? When yeah. You, yeah. And, like, we all, once we get, into like lashes and um, makeup, 
like there's always a certain point for all of us where we're like, oh, I'm that <laughs> bitch right now. Yes. No one can touch me. Mm. If they do, I'll cut a bitch. Yeah. I'll get COVID marshals and be like, Mm-mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, these days. See, COVID's been great for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, um, what drag means to me is um, I get to be, again, hyper of who I am as a performer. I guess because I do drag a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I can do drag up to seven days a week sometimes. Um, So I feel like Timberlina and Tim are like merging into like one person. So, I mean, that's exciting, but also very full on. I have to remember where I am um, and how I act with people. Um, So that's a big learning curve, I guess, when you get to the stage that I'm at, you need to really think about when you're in character, when you're out of character and how you speak to people. Um, because obviously being a drag performer, you can be very over the top. Um, as a normal human being, I guess, um, you can't really be like that <laughs> yeah. when you're in meetings and stuff. So I have to remember that. And I mean, I love when I'm dressed in drag. I feel a lot more confident. Um, I don't have like that body issues that I have when I'm a male. So it's just like all those things just go away and I can be myself on stage and mm. I get to the splits and cartwheels and like be a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that and we'll leave. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm, I mean, I've done the splits at um, a local pub as Tim. So, and they loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think as well for me with, um, with, I think the getting out of drag process, sometimes for me, there's a bit of a euphoria, dysphoria sort of thing. Like sometimes when I'm in the makeup and it's held together really well over the course of the night and I get home and I'm looking at it and, you know, I've got the beard on, the moustache, all of that. And there's that part of me like, I don't want to take this off, you know. It's going to make me sad, <laughs> you know. Sorry, I can't relate. I yeah. always want to get that, I know. that shit off. But see, I'm con- <laughs> at the same time, I want to get it off immediately. Like, I'm conflicted. You want to scratch There's the it. discomfort from, like, I've the got all this tape. makeup on and the wig on and I'm itchy and I need to have a shower and... <laughs> I'm sore. I'm, I'm sore. Out of it. I want to go to bed. <laughs> but then also the, oh, but I feel really masculine and, and flamboyant and awesome. and mm, Yeah, it's a mixture of emotion. That's when oh, yes. Orlando gets on the uh, Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. And starts <laughs> cooking up a storm in her kitchen. In their kitchen. <laughs> oh, you s- you saw that, didn't you? I did from, take from note of that. I do. I, I watch. Cooking with Orlando Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite one was the cat. <laughs> uh, bread butter pudding. <gasps> oh, yes. yes that's I took note that of I, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I updated that recipe because the first time I tried it, that recipe did not work. <laughs> oh, so you're telling me that now I have to change yeah. the ingredients? Oh. I'll give you the updated one. Oh, please, I'll the send you my email. I asked my mum, I was like, mum, what am I doing wrong here? And she was like, I'll send you the best one. Right <laughs> and it's probably something that she got off Coles. No, no, no it, it was herself? from, I'm pretty sure it was from her old Nursing Mothers of Australia cookbook. Like, uh-huh. and, and yeah, that has. Old school. Old school and really good recipes. Nice. Yep. Good old country. Yeah. Country folk. Who knew we were going to be talking about cooking on a drag <laughs> podcast? Right? Okay. Especially when we started talking about makeup and hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got three final questions, I think, um, okay. for you. I think these ones are like fun, fun-ish. Trying to have fun. Don't take them too serious. But how do you deal with your body hair? A bog take this one. Well, I'm a hairy queen, and that's another thing about drag. You can you don't have to shave. You can leave it on. You could be a bearded queen, Um, but I like having that option of just keeping it there and saving myself an extra two hours of not shaving. Um, Even though at the moment, silky smooth. Um, on your arms. Oh, on my <laughs> arms. <laughs> I'm like, I can see chest hair. I'm covering that up. Okay. Um, they stubble there. Oh. I'm like... It just Sandpaper com- realness. It just comes out, okay? That's how hair works. Um, no, but I don't really think that you have to shave. If you want to shave and be all smooth, go ahead. But body hair, mm, over it. Yeah. 
it's personal choice. Yeah. yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with body hair. Like, I love... When I'm not in drag, I grow out a fierce beard. <laughs> but then when I get in... Like, when I have to get into drag, I, I hate my body hair then. Mm-hmm. And then I shave it all off, but only from, like, the nipple down. Uh, sorry, from the nipple up. <laughs> like, so my chest, my arms, and then my face, because everything else is covered up by layers. So yeah. you're like me, Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca from yeah. the nipple down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry, winners. Again, I'm a massive geek. <laughs> like, come on. Um, I mean, for me, body hair and drag, it's painful. Mm. Um, because... This last month has been probably the one of the busiest months of my career. Mm. Um, I was shaving every day. <gasps> and oh there could God. be some times that I could have to shave during the day because my body hair was growing back on my face and then I just touch up my face. But I have a very big crease where it gets really sweaty and um, I have a lot of ingrown hairs. Um, ingrown hairs are probably the most painful thing that you can ever experience in drag. Um, this is some of the stuff that like you have to deal with. Um, I have shavers rash all over my chest from getting into drag every single day. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's part of my job and I'll keep doing it. Um, but Hey, like a book said, if you want to keep that body hair, Mm. do it. Like it's against an art form. Like you don't need to like play to all those stereotypes yeah. and also chest plates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Molly Poppins is a hairy bitch underneath that chest plate. And like <laughs> there's other queens here in Australia like Lady Fleur. Lady Fur. She is a hairy queen mm. and she's one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met and saw on stage. And then there's um, another queen who is a plus size queen down in Sydney who keeps their beard but they overdraw their lips oh. through the moustache. I was very... Interesting. Yeah, right? It's really so weird, weird yeah. to hear before. that. And, like, when I see them out of drag, I'm like, how do you, like... Is that Yas Queen? No, not Yas Queen. Uh, is maybe? No. Because um, Yas Queen is the moustache queen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in Sydney. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing performer. Yeah, absolutely. And, like incredible looks as well and she and they keep their beard Mm. and shave everything else or they're like blessed with no hair yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right next one sorry i'm just reading them how do you go to the bathroom when you're in drag (laughs) you're dying (laughs) do you know like probably for the first time on sunday i Went to the toilet twice in drag. Yeah, I was shocked when you did that. It's a pain in the bum. I realise why I hold it for so long. Yeah. yeah, well, like when you're a man dressing up as a woman, sometimes you tuck, sometimes you don't. <laughs> I'm one of the queens who don't because I am big enough that it's it looks small and a bunch of pair of t- uh, bunches of tights are just going to hide it anyway. Mm. Um, also I have padding, I wear a corset, so everything just shrinks mm. on me, but I just hold it. You don't drink a lot of alcohol that's going to speed up your metabolism and going to make you want to pee even more. Mm. Um, but I can't believe I'm going to bring this <laughs> up. Do it. Uh, Do it. I brought it up last, la- um, last Sunday night to someone and it's so disgusting. <laughs> But sometimes you can't hold it. So Christmas that just went past. Girl, what'd you do? So. (laughs) (laughs) Did you push yourself? No, I did not. Um, So before our duets, so Jojo and I was going up for our duets and we were picking a song Diarrhea decided to kick in. <laughs> oh, oh no. my god! Yeah, low. <laughs> every s- I shat myself 
as I got up on stage <laughs> and, <laughs> and then had to continue. And you chose the extended version of the song we performed as well. <laughs> so I was up on stage for roughly five minutes in <laughs> shitty tights performing <laughs> in a leotard that was rising up my ass. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. So, yeah, sometimes you can't but try and hold it. And <laughs> everyone, I mean, I'm so glad we can laugh at this oh now. God. Right? It's long. It's... Been past. I, I haven't hope, done anything yeah. else. No one knew. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> no. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, no. but it will happen. We need to once. invent like a catheter pad. Mm. So it's just on the side and you can just pee. Just or just get a yeah. pill that stops all bodily functions yeah. for, for the night <laughs> whilst we're in drag. Yeah, because already <laughs> like it depends on my outfit. If I'm wearing a bodysuit or stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm holding it. Can't do anything but i guess maybe people listening don't realize either i don't know for my type of drag but lots of other kings too like i wear tons of pairs of tights underneath my stuff because with packing and all of that sort of thing creating that bulge you have to wear you know maybe a couple of pairs of underwear to secure everything in place so there are lines there so you have to wear the, all of the pantyhose too to try and yeah. smooth those out to to eliminate those lines as much as possible. So we're you know everything's constricted and yeah. uncomfortable under those outfits for and kids like too. And then spanks. Yeah, spanks, a lot of people forget everything. that we have tons and tons of layers on. Yeah, like bare minimum with queens who wear pads like mm. body shaping pads hips and butt pads they wear about five pairs of tights yeah with fish fishnets for myself i wear a corset plus that and then a bra and like everything else yeah. like it's a lot of layers yeah that's why there's no drag strippers like because there's a lot oh, of layers to go through i bloody wish i'll pay big for that yeah but um but yeah, no, we we all wear a lot of layers and it's uncomfortable. And so you have to be really strategic with if you are going to have a bathroom break. Like it, it all depends on your costume and things like that. But yeah, if I'm performing, I tend to limit the amount of water that I drink. I tend to, I don't tend to drink alcohol when I'm performing either because I like to keep a clear head. But then that means obviously I'm more dehydrated, you know, I'm not having as much water. But yeah, it's sort of like, okay, do I want to, do I want to feel like I need to pee like all the time or, you know, have a bit of a headache from not having enough water? Like mm. it's the toss up. Mm. Yay, TMI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's TMI? <laughs> Did we forget what we just I, shared? I know. I was referring. <laughs> I was oh, referring to Okay. Yourself. I was like, wow. Okay. Anybody else shut themselves on stage before? <laughs> I mean. I can't believe I just no. shared that. That's going to the community <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. I my feel God. like that is going to be the um, the recording snippet of like oh my <laughs> <laughs> the trailer part of the episode. Oh, my God. Get yeah. a shirt made. I, I shut, shut myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like. Coming from me, like, I'm very polished looking and very glamorous. So everyone doesn't expect me to do that, but it happens to the best of us. I feel like you gave me death stares that night too on stage when you were performing that song. That's because I shot myself <laughs> and you chose the extended version of um, friggin' what's that song? Under the Sea oh. from The Little Mermaid. That's right. There's a short version and the extended version. And this bitch, Timberlina, decided to give <laughs> us both the extended version. Oh, and I forgot to tell one detail as well. Jojo kind of went underneath my legs that night oh. as well. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and that just popped into my head then. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm sorry, Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Has everyone, have you answered? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How do you go to the bathroom when you're in drag? Um, sometimes I duct tape and tuck or I monster mash. So it depends if I'm, if I'm monster mashing, I can easily go to the toilet. 
But if I'm duct taped, uh-uh, I'm going home. Oh, mm. yeah. Sometimes um, with tucking, some people just, like, this is also TMI. Um, so if you pull back the scrotum and just leave the penis out, that still leaves you enough room to go to the toilet. Mm. If you need to go to the toilet or you know that you're going to go to the toilet. Mm. But just remember, <laughs> it is duct tape. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Powder. Um. All right, I think this is going to be the last question for it. Do you ever have sex in drag? This question always comes up because I was on dating apps as Timberlina for a while and I was like, I'm not going to be in drag when you come over because when I'm wearing a lot of layers. It's expensive. You're not going to get through. Yeah, and like makeup, going mm. everywhere during going sex. Everywhere. All I can imagine is like if I go to someone's house and I'm in full drag and there's white sheets, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be white anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to get messy. Especially if Angel after the Christmas play. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that's enough of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I see it as an art form. Um, I respect it as an art form. I don't see it as a lust, lustful thing. I know I'm respecting other people who do see it as that and mm. that's their thing. But for me... Never. I have guys contacting me on Grindr saying, oh, okay, are you tranny? Are you going to mm. put on makeup? I'm like, it takes me a minimum of three hours to get in full beach. It's very expensive. My wigs are styled. I'm not going to get fucked out of my wigs because <laughs> 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 that ain't going to happen. And I know how long it takes to fucking style those things. And again, there's a lot of layers. So you kind of mm. need to dig for China if you're wanting to get the pot of gold. Yeah, I know. I've I've had people message me before online, um, you know, in response to Instagram posts or whatever and sort of saying, oh, I've never been attracted to a drag queen before or using the, the T word, um, oh. you know, um, a transgender person before, um, those sorts of things. And it's just like, it's just so gross. It's like, please don't fetishise us. Don't fetishise trans people. Please don't fetishise drag performers. Like, we're human beings. It's d- it, it's icky. It, it makes us feel... And it degrades yeah. us. Like, it degrades the art form. And that's why I have so much respect for yeah. it. And, like... Again, I'm not yucking mm. anyone's yum. If yeah. that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah, if that's somebody's kink and it's actually done in a respectful way and all parties are consenting and aware of whatever dynamic they're agreeing upon in that meeting, <laughs> um, that's fine. But, yeah, like it's sort of a fine line then between that and then going into that sort of really nasty kind of fetishizing territory of just just seeing us as sexual objects for your gratification and it's like no nah, no thank you no i would never do that when i'm in drag i consider that as my work and my career that i'm trying to pursue so i don't want to mess with partying well i can party with you that's totally fine we can get a drink and have a kiki but i'm not gonna kai kai mm. that's for sure um, but yeah, there's just too many layers and all this crap that I can't just take off because as soon as I take, I take it off, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm absolutely. tired. I'm yeah. having a shower and going, and to, going bed. to bed. Yeah. Like shower and bed. I'm going to eat shower mm. and bed. Oh yes. I think the own, the only time I would consider that is if it was with my partner, Neil, who also happens to be a drag performer. But again, it's the whole makeup thing. It's like. It's too sweaty and stuff. Like, we have to get out of drag before we're going to do anything. Now, yeah. I'm just imagining you two having sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. Oh, With an eight-inch soft. Yeah. <laughs> Can you film it for us? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everybody keep saying that? <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't want to see it. Start and OnlyFans. <laughs> oh. Please Mark? don't. Yeah, no. I'm rewriting your contract today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that won't be happening. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I think that was a great way to finish <laughs> this <laughs> episode. I'm so sorry, Neil. I love you. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the people I had to listen to that conversation beforehand about me. <laughs> I'm not. 
Um, <laughs> this is why I love recording podcasts. Um, does anyone have anything they want to say before we close off? Yes, follow me at the Angel Cupcakes on Instagram. I don't have any other thing because I'm lazy and I don't want to do any other social media, but Instagram is the way to go for me. Yep, I'm the most active on Instagram as well, so you can find me at orlando.gloom.drag on there. I do also have a pa- Facebook page now, um, but yeah, I'm more active on Instagram, but yeah. You can follow me at the dot a book on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I can even send my grinder over to you <laughs> as well. Um, She's single. But if, if you're in the area, you should also come to the exchange for Sunday Sesh, which is every Sunday. Which we all perform at. Yes. So, and we can all have a kiki together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Orlando is, was the first one. I was the second week. And you are up this week. Yes. Mm, this Sunday. Yes. Exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's everything from us here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank oh you yeah, for having, you for having Thank us. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, Top Shelf Talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all. <laughs>